0: Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently, he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off.
1: folks, welcome once again to the Rich Corey Podcast with Rich and Dylan. Uh, Quick little tag before we start the actual main body of the show, a little something different. I'm going to play some clips from um, Aaron Hicks uh, and his reaction to his performance last night. I won't do too much on it. Uh, You'll get into that in the main body of the show. I will tell you up front, it is a solo show this week again. Dylan's still on vacation, um, but I wanted you to hear this little bit um, of Aaron Hicks' audio right at the top of the show before we get into it. So, uh, season three, episode thirty of the Rich Korniangs podcast with Rich and Dylan coming your way, right now.
2: Out of ball in the fourth.
3: Oh well, I mean, first off, I turned the wrong way, um, then try to recover. Ended up thinking that it was still over. Uh, right on top of me and ended up being behind me uh, on the second look and then you know I tried to turn around and and catch it but by then I was already beat by the ball um you know and uh, that was a run that uh you know Garrett shouldn't have had to deal with How, how frustrating was tonight as a whole for you extremely frustrating uh I mean you know second inning you know, got on first and second, you know, end up striking out and not getting the job done and uh, come back up, bases loaded, um, you know, trying to stay short and try to hit the ball at the middle, End up cueing it right back to the pitcher uh, for a double play. Um, just overall, you know, extremely embarrassing, actually, um, you know, it, even if I'm not hitting, I want my defense to be on point and, uh, you know, I messed up out there as well.
2: You think offensively, you haven't been able to, to find a groove this season. Uh, I don't know. You know.
3: Uh, I mean, I'm putting the work in. Um, you know, trying to do my best to compete, compete every single day, uh, especially for this team. And um, you know. Everything I'm doing is just not showing up, uh, you know, result wise. You know, I'm either, you know, lining out, striking out or, you know, just rolling over something. So uh just overall disappointing. Um, you know, and I'm you know, I'm still gonna get back out there tomorrow and try to uh figure out a way to, you know, continue to help this team and uh, you know, try to win. When the crowd gets on you like
1: they
0: have been, does that make it any harder
3: to bounce back? Uh I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm out there trying to compete, um, you know, and help this team win. And obviously it's not, you know, nice to hear boos, but, you know, when you're having a season the way that I am, you know, that's kind of the way it goes, especially around here. Um, and, you know, you know, they want results.
1: Folks, welcome once again to the Rich Corey Angs podcast with Rich and Dill. Um, All right, guys, we're going to get into it here today. You just heard from Aaron Hicks. I wanted you to hear a little bit of audio from him, kind of explaining himself after last night's debacle of a performance. We're recording this show uh, Tuesday, the night after the first loss to the Tampa Rays. And we'll get into everything that's kind of been going on the last week or so. Um, with the Yankees but uh, first of all just to say I debated not doing the actual show this week uh, Dylan is still on vacation so it will be a solo show we'll call this uh an emergency reaction episode. Uh, we are not going to stick to the format this week. It is going to be just my thoughts and and uh, opinions, uh, kind of like the old podcast used to be before we got organized and before we started doing things the way we do it now, uh, professionally and, and run uh, efficiently before Dylan joined the show, uh, back when I used to just get and rant and rave about the Yankees. So uh, not completely like that, but a little bit like that. Hopefully Dylan will be back with us next week this time. Um, back from his vacation, rested. Um, And if you've been watching the Yankees play lately, you could probably all use a vacation. We all could. Um, From the train wreck that is the New York Yankees, the last week, week and a half. But uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, You are still going to get your audio clips at the end of this and after the mailbag. Uh, We've got some Aaron Boone reaction for the performance or the lack thereof performance from his team from last night's post-game press conference. I also put the reaction uh, from Anthony Rizzo. Um, From his uh, issue at home plate and reaction overall in general with the team, uh, the bad call last night or a good call, depending on how you look at it, the hit by pitch or non hit by pitch, I should say. Um, And a little good news. I put Giancarlo Carlos Stanton um, had another good workout yesterday at the stadium and some good news on him possibly coming back with a return sooner rather than later. So you'll hear all of those clips um, later on in the show. You know how we do that. Good stuff. So, that being said, let's get into it, guys. Um, Aaron Hicks might have had what I would call probably one of the worst professional baseball games I've ever seen at the major league level last night. Um, we'll get to the non catch in just a second, but for the most part, the uh, base is loaded when your team is in desperate need of a of just a productive out, for God's sakes. I mean, listen, base is loaded, one out, um, you're thinking great things, you know, slap a single, get two RBIs minimum. Um, Just get the bat on the ball for God's sake and get a productive out to the right side of the infield. Um, or worst case scenario, a fly ball, get a run in and tie the game up 1-1. He hits the weakest little dribbler back to the mound for a 1-2-3 double play, which you don't see very often, but it was turned very easily because it was a very weakly hit ball right back to him. Um, He continues to fail in clutch situations and just all situations pretty much in general. His – um. His performance at the plate has been god awful for the last month. Now, listen, you know what? I'm not even going to go there yet. I don't want to make excuses for him yet. Let's get to the actual play in the outfield. I listen. I was an outfielder, um, not a major league outfielder, obviously. Um, you know, I played, you know, high school ball, all the good stuff, all the way up from little league. I was always an outfielder, and I've got to say that was the worst. Worst looking attempt at a catch that I think I've ever seen in the outfit. It was just awful. He was lost from the bat off the ball. And the thing that struck me about the actual play was he wasn't that far away from the wall. He didn't have that far to go. If you lose the ball for whatever reason and you think it's over your head, turn, run full speed to the wall because you only got a couple steps to go, then turn around and try to locate the ball. He's looking left. He's looking right. He's twirling around. At that point, you have no way to settle your eyes and catch that ball. He was completely lost, and it was a run that should have never given up. A great performance by Cole again last night, a solid performance. Should have left that game uh, 0-0 at the very least. Um, instead of leaving it one nothing, And give cred- credit to Garrett Cole Coming back in out of the dugout um, Not sitting up in the locker room lamenting His uh, situation coming out and Watching the end of the game with his teammates So give him some credit there Good job by Garrett Cole um, Just Hicks is awful right now Now this is what I was going to get to a, a second ago And I stopped myself um, The offense has been awful And even the defense has been awful And that's one thing you could always count on with Aaron Hicks At least I could say to people Well listen Worst-case scenario, he's a, he's a fourth outfielder. He's a guy that can play all three outfield positions defensively. He's a switch hitter. Um, and at least he's going to hit decent, decent average. Um, you can't say that right now about anything, offensively or defensively. Now, again, I will say this. The Yankees went out during the trade deadline and acquired via trade what they've clearly said in interviews, in different interviews. Aaron Boone has said they're center fielder of the future. Harrison Bader. He is going to be our center fielder. He is, quote unquote, the greatest defensive uh, center fielder in the game right now. He is ridiculously fast. He's exciting. He is going to be our center fielder going forward. Now that has got to crush a guy like Aaron Judge. If you put yourself in his position and you see what the Yankees go out there to do, you are already struggling. It's definitely probably not going to make you react better. So, that being said, it's a tough spot for Aaron Hicks to be in. I understand that. Once Stanton comes back and Bader, who is due back in September at some point, there's no more spots for Aaron Hicks to play baseball at the New York Yankees. They just don't have a spot for him, unfortunately. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, I guess technically he's your fourth outfielder uh in a pinch, but as we get close down the home stretch and we look towards the postseason and that's what Everybody wants to focus on the Yankees for some reason, and we'll get to that in just a minute as well. But your postseason roster is clearly going to be of the outfield would be Stanton, um, Bader, and Judge in your outfield. So um, I guess unless – Bogarts – excuse me, I'm sorry. I said Stanton and left. It would be Bogarts, Bader, and Judge, and then Stanton at DH – uh, and maybe Stanton in the outfield, depending on pitching matchups or something like that. But those are your four outfielders right there. Now, the Yankees will probably carry five outfielders. Um, and that fifth outfielder would be Aaron Hicks, who essentially, it's its kind of like I, I i I put it like this. When a guy gets left off the postseason roster, I could see him getting left off a postseason roster. I could absolutely see it. Because you're going to have other guys. Matt Carpenter might be back at that point. If Matt Carpenter is back at that point, I can't see a spot at all for somebody's got to go. Um, Marlon Gonzalez potentially, but he's a better infielder defensively option for the Yankees on a postseason roster. Um, Matt Carpenter, I know you love his bat, but technically he plays a little outfield, plays a little infield. You know What do you do? You probably want to save that spot for a Gonzalez who's more proficient defensively is what you usually would use those spots for versus just a bat. But, I mean, we'll see what we're going to do um, when the postseason gets there. The kind of point that I was going to make about the postseason roster was I'm kind of getting tired of everybody talking about the postseason as if it's a, it's a fate complete. Yes, the Yankees are currently 10 games up in the American League East. As a benefit, they have played some of the worst baseball they've played in two years, and they have not really lost very much ground in the division. Um, they are 10 games up on the Rays and the Blue Jays, the Orioles 11 and a half back, and even the Red Sox hanging around at 15 back. But the Rays, Blue Jays, Orioles and Red Sox are beating each other up. So we haven't lost a lot of ground, uh, two and eight in our last 10, and we're still 10 games up. But that being said, there are still 40 plus games left to go in this season. It's not impossible that we could lose that division lead of 10 games, especially the way we're playing now. Is it probable? Probably not. But it's not impossible, and I think people need to stop talking about lining up situations for the postseason when we haven't locked up the division yet. Until we clinch that division and we get a first-round buy, um, and again, I told you guys last week I could care less if it's the one-seed or the two-seed as long as it's not the three-seed. You want to win the one or the two-seed so you get that first-week buy. Um, until we lock that up, we haven't done anything yet. Now, let's go to the flip side. The Yankees are all around awful offensively right now. The pitching has been okay. The starting pitching has been very solid. Um, The bullpen a little bit shaky, but the starters look pretty good, which is a good sign. It's not all bad um, for the Yankees' performance on the field. We're holding teams down. These teams aren't blowing us out. We're just not scoring any freaking runs. you got to score runs to win. In Major League Baseball, unfortunately, you can't win games 0 0. You got to score runs. And to get shut out the amount of times that we're getting shut out right now is, is just embarrassing. And last night against an opener and basically a bullpen game, not basically, it was a bullpen game for the Rays, it's flat out unacceptable. Um, we were in two of the games. The one game we won, and another game in Boston. So it wasn't like we weren't in those games. But these are the this is the situation. The first half of the year, where the Yankees were getting these wins. We were winning the one run games. We were getting the big hits. We were doing what we needed to do. Not happening right now, folks. It's just not happening. We're not hot. You can't count on Aaron Judge hitting three home runs every night to carry us. Um, and the and, the, and the all overall. Baseball's been sloppy. Base running's been sloppy. We're seeing errors defensively. These are things that we did not see in the first half of the year. What's the reason? Is it complacency? Are they just sitting on their laurels? Ah, we got it. If you looked at the temperament of the Yankee Yankees in the dugout last night, I think you can see it was not them just relaxed and being complacent. They were frustrated. They were hot. They were frustrated. Um, they don't like what's going on. You got some winners in that team. Something needs to change. Now, that being said, the school of thought is they're going to hit. They've got to hit, right? They've always hit. This team is full of guys that are professional hitters. They're going to hit. I believe they're going to hit. You saw a little sign that maybe Glaber's coming out of it. Um, I think they're going to hit. The problem with this uh, team is you're going to run up this kind of situation in the postseason constantly where you're facing you know, the team's best one and two pitchers every game of the playoffs, So listen, I look at it this way. You've heard my philosophy on the show if you've been a listener to this show, which, by the way, we are at Season 3, Episode 30, 83rd overall edition of the show, guys. Thank you for listening. But that being said, if you listen to this show for any length of time, you know that my theory is you always got three winning streaks and three losing streaks during a season. This would be considered uh, the second losing streak, quote-unquote, a very short one earlier in the year. This would be the second kind of an extended one. So maybe it's been so long we're combining two, you know, losing streaks into one right now. So you got to look at it on the flip side. We're going to come out of this and we're going to start performing well and we're going to hit. These guys are going to start hitting again. Like I said, Glaber looks like he's coming out of it. You get Stanton back. Uh, We'll get into that in just a second because it looks like he's pretty close. But um, on the positive side, not to leave it on a bad side, um, let's look at some of the positives that we can we can take from this. The starting pitching has been very solid. Yeesh, um, God, I, I <laughs> the starting pitching really is the only line, the the only the only uh good note right now, and the fact that we're getting some injured guys due back pretty soon. Uh, Severino threw. Uh, his first bullpen yesterday, um, we'll see how that goes. But he's not even eligible to come back until the second week of September off of the IL because they put him on that 60-day, let's not forget. Now, Stanton, there was word that he might not be out until September. So good news that he's already um, working out, uh, Took uh, stood in for some batting practice. Not that he's taking swings, but tracking pitches yesterday, which uh, it's crazy, I think, the things that these guys do. Like, you know, all right, first you can stand. Then you can feel the ball. Then you can watch a pitch. Then you might actually be dry swing without a pitch. Then you can swing. But it looks like, uh, listen, if you hear, and you will hear the audio clips uh, at the end of this, if you stick around and listen, he sounds like he's going to go down maybe for a game, maybe for two in the minors, and then he'll be right up ready to go. So um, that that lengthens this lineup tremendously because I know IKF got his first dinger. In uh, Boston, but we are getting nothing uh, essentially offensively from the catching position right now, the shortstop position, the third base position, and the second base position. Has really given us nothing for the last month offensively. I mean, there's been sparks where these. You know, Donaldson. will have two hits. Then he'll do nothing for two games. Um, Glaber just started to get a couple of hits last night, but there's been a lot of guys that have been letting us down offensively and um, in that infield. So Bogarts has not exactly lit things up yet since he's come over. Bogarts. I said Bogarts twice today. Benintendi. I am so sorry. I, I mentioned Bogarts. Maybe that's a Freudian slip earlier. Benintendi in the outfield, has not exactly lit it up for us. So that being said, I would like to say that these guys are probably going to hit. They're probably going to wake up. Something's got to spark them. I almost thought that maybe uh the play where Rizzo, quote-unquote, leaned into a pitch or didn't lean into the pitch, he did not get the call. I thought that might spark the Yankees last night. It didn't. I was wrong. So um it is what it is. I think they need something. I always say that they need a fight or they need you know somebody – you know, to throw at their head or something like that. We need a benches-clearing brawl to kind of wake this team up. Aaron Boone is not the type of manager that I can see that's going to go in the uh, locker room uh, with no media around and kick over a water cooler and start screaming at the guys. We know that he's not that kind of guy. He's not a Joe Girardi type. Um, They don't have that in there. Uh, If this team performs or if somebody wakes this team up, it's going to be an Anthony Rizzo. It's going to be an Aaron Judge. It's going to be a guy from within that says something and apparently they've had two team meetings during this entire streak doesn't seem to be doing very much to fix the situation. So, um that being said, you got a 10 game lead, which is okay. Obviously, it's better than not having a 10 game lead, but um you hope that, you know, you can get it together. I mean, listen, it doesn't get any easier for us. We've got two more with the Rays and we've got their two best pitchers still to come. Then you've got four against the Blue Jays, who are right behind you, and then two against the Mets. And the way it looks like it's lining up right now, the two games in the Bronx against the Mets are going to be DeGrom and Scherzer. So you have your hands full, and then it lightens up a little bit there. You go out west, and we got the Athletics, and we got the Angels, and then we come back to play um, Tampa in September. But, um, you know, you got to win some of these games. Uh, 500 ball might keep you where you're at right now, but they're not playing 500 ball right now. You know, they're, they're two and eight in their last 10. So we're not five and five, five and five. You could probably deal with right now with the injuries and the situations that are going on, but they're not, they're, they're two and 10 right now. So two and eight in their last 10. So they're going to have to pick it up performance wise. Clearly. Um, Aaron Hicks is on borrowed time guys. I, I was as frustrated as anybody last night. Trust me. I could hear your screams through the TV. I think if I opened my window down here in South Florida, I could hear the screams coming from the Bronx. Um, he's, he's. He's not long for this world. Um, unfortunately, long for this world. God forbid. I don't want to, I don't want anything bad to happen to Aaron Hicks. I don't think he's long for this team, I should say. That being said, all things considered, he is under contract for three more years. Um, we we know that Benettendi, not Bogarts, is just a rental. Likelihood is he's not going to come back. He hasn't exactly blown up uh, the way we thought he was going to blow up unless he does something remarkable in the playoffs that makes the Yankees want to really re-sign him like Rizzo did last year. I think Rizzo kind of showed what he could do. Uh, Benintendi hasn't done that. So my gut feeling is he's going to go take a free agent deal somewhere else anyway. um, And that might Leave the backup spot back open for Hicks Where they just say alright well let's give him another Spring training and let's ride with it And see what we got since he is already under contract And it's not super expensive As far as the New York Yankee outfielder Is concerned so everybody hold on Hold on to your horses it's got to get Better it has to get better let's Look at the positives the positives we are up 10 games um, we have not lost Much ground in this AL East It's tough AL East let's take a deep Breath together let's all do it together <sighs> Let's relax. Let's calm down. Um, And let's just assume that it's going to get better from here. Um, It can't get worse. We're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. We're going to start hitting. And I'm predicting that maybe we come out of it tonight. Uh, I think a couple of the bats will probably explode at the same time with a couple of big flies and we'll get back on track. And that's I think we need one big one good game where the bats explode. I think gets everybody in the right state of mind. I think right now we're waiting for bad things to happen. You can see the tension on the bench. I think one good game, everybody exhales, and I think the Yankees will be okay. I think we can turn it around. So that being said, hang in there, guys. Everything's okay. Help is on the way. Stanton will be back. Um, Donaldson, I know, is dealing with a bum toe. It looks like they're just going to let him play through it, You know, give him some rest days here and there. Uh, Hopefully he can play through it. Hopefully. If not, I mean, listen – the other alternative was uh, we got a couple of these prospects down in the minors that have been performing very well. You could potentially see you know, Oswald or one of these guys called up, um, Praza coming up, maybe inject a little life into this stagnant lineup. That might be something else to consider that the Yankees do if uh, DJ actually has to you know, has to sit out for any length of time. But it sounds like, from what I'm hearing, it's a situation that will not get better until the offseason. He had a cortisone shot in it. To relieve some pains it looks like it's just something he's gonna have to play through so so hang in there guys hang in there yankee fans it's gonna be okay i promise i am gonna come back with your mailbag questions i do want to get to that point um, we are going to skip the the format stuff, the baby bomber report, all that this week. Um, hopefully next week we get Dylan back, healthy, well rested. Uh, we'll get back to our trivia, the what's bothering Dill segment. I I read your comments. I know you guys are frustrated he's not here. Uh, everybody's entitled to a little vacation, a little break. Um, there might be a week when I take a week off, and you know Dylan does a solo show. So just bear with us, guys. Hopefully it won't be that long. I know we're coming down to the home stretch. I know everybody is anxious about the yankees performance lately um, and they and they want to jump off the ledge but don't i told you this last week and i told you it would get better it hasn't yet i didn't lie to you it will get better look at the bright side we still got a double digit lead that was my thing if we get under double digits then i start to panic we still got a double digit lead just barely in the ale so hang in there guys we will be right back after this quick break with your mailbag questions got mail. Alright gang, time for your mailbag questions and your complaint department. Uh, if you want to reach the show, as always, richcoryanks at gmail.com. You want to send me and Dylan a message. You can also do that on the socials. Um, Rich Coyanks, uh Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, send us your thoughts. We like to see your stuff. Uh, email if you want to send us some videos or pictures. I do look at all that stuff, I promise you, as you will uh, hear at the complaint department. Has a little bit to do with some of the social stuff, but our question today is from the 42, twenty eight twenty eight forty two twenty nine. That is a long handle. The beeve wants to know: Hey guys, love the show. Thank you, Beave, for listening and being a part of it. Um, what are the chances the Yankees re-sign IKF or he is a shortstop um, past next year for the Yankees? All right, Beave. Uh, thank you for your question. A uh, good question. Um, IKF one of those weird players. Uh, He was brought in on a two-year deal, which is this year and next year, I believe. So uh, at the end of next year, he would be a free agent anyway. He was brought in to be a stopgap. Now, remember, he was brought in in lieu of signing a Correa or a Story or one of the big-name shortstops, uh, Seager, because the Yankees, we have so many of these great prospects in the minors right now that are either a year or two years away that are pretty close. Um So to answer your question directly before I go off on one of my famous richest rants, um, I don't see him with the team pass next year. I could even see a a possible scenario next year where if one of these kids is outperforming the other ones, if they bring him up halfway through the year after getting a look at him in spring training, and he starts to get some reps at shortstop with IKF as the mentor type of person. Um, He's also available. Again, remember, IKF can also slide. He can play third base. He was a gold glove third baseman, so he could move over. Um, with the addition of obviously being a a time-to-time catcher with the Rangers. So he's versatile. Um, He's a good player to have around. But honestly, I just don't really see where the spot for him is. Um, Perfect world scenario if you're the Yankees. I think you're looking for IKF this year. IKF starts at shortstop next year, and then at some point next year, turns over the reins either midway or at the end of the year to one of these shortstop kids. And then, hey, if you like what IKF did and he wants to still be around, Uh, Maybe he's a third baseman because uh, outside of next year, I'm not crazy about Josh Donaldson. I'd be okay with him going. I know everybody loves and raves about his defense, which he's a decent defensive player. Offensively, he's been very poor and very disappointing. Um, So if we're just going to go for defense and we're not going to get offense out of these guys, I like IKF's game better than I do Donaldson, to be honest with you, defensively. He's fast. He can run. and He seems to have the knack for making some big plays. I know he's had some errant throws uh, lately. But I like his game. It's not that I don't like IKF. I'm just being realistic what the Yankees have right now in the minors. And there's a reason they didn't go out and get one of these big shortstops. So um, I honestly think that your starting rotation next year is going to look very similar to what you see right now for the Yankees. I don't see too many changes. Now, let's remember, guys, Rizzo came back on a two-year deal, but next year's deal is a player option. So he can opt out. Players always opt out. If they have decent years, he's going to opt out. Question is, will the Yankees re-sign him? I think they will. I think he's become a leader in that team. And they don't really have many options at first base as it is. There's not like a guy, you know, first baseman down in the minors that's tearing it up. There's not anybody that I can think off the top of my head that's a massive free agent. That would be a perfect fit or a better fit for Rizzo. He seems to have taken to New York. Um, Seems like his family likes it. So outside of going back to the Cubs, which I don't think would be a possibility for him, not a possibility, but a realistic possibility, I could see him opting out and the Yankees still re-signing him. Second base, uh, obviously the Yankees have shown some movement on Glaber. Although I think he'll be back. He's still on their contract. So unless they were looking to trade him in the offseason, I'm pretty sure that you would see him back. Uh, Then shortstop, we already talked about IKF. Donaldson back uh, behind the plate. You got your two guys back. Unless they make a move with Higgy, which I could see them doing. Um, You go into the season probably with Trevino as your number one, um, but I could see them making a move for a, a different or a better offensive um, possibility, although I know the pitchers like Higgy as well. Um, I'm okay if they came back with Higgy next year too. It is what it is. But your outfield is pretty much set already. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be um, Benintendi, who's a free agent. He's going to opt out. He'll go – not opt out, but he'll go somewhere else. Um, you'll have Stanton in left. You'll have um, – Harrison Bader in center, and you'll have Judge and Wright, assuming that they re-sign Judge, which I'm assuming they will. And then as it stands right now, you would have Aaron Hicks as your backup outfielder. And then the days that stand DHs, he would get some reps. So I think that's the way they would probably go into the season, which is pretty similar. I mean, it's almost identical to what we're doing right now, not too many changes in general. So I know I went off on a rant. Thank you for your question, Beeb. I appreciate it. Um, Let's get to the complaint department. And the complaint department is from... I'm going to say this name wrong too. Jeperriay? Jeperriay. Jeperriay, let's just say. Jeperriay from the Bronx, from the Yankees' hometown, obviously. Um, I keep listening to the show every single week, and every single week you promise video elements or social media interaction, which never happens. Why do you not follow through with what you're saying you're going to do for the fans of your podcast? So, I'm not going to say your name again. We'll just say Jay from the Bronx. You are absolutely 100% correct. Uh, I am terrible at this. Um, we do have some things in place for the show for video elements that will be coming. So- I know. I know, guys. We're on the verge. I think what I've decided to do since this, uh, this podcast is actually sponsored and, and, and produced through Spotify, that I will be releasing a video version of the podcast on Spotify first. So if you have Spotify you listen to the show, you're going to get the first episodes of video that will probably be on Spotify first and then eventually graduating to the YouTube page. To be honest with you, the YouTube page is there. It's set up. I just don't have content for yet. I haven't done it. Uh, The video element of the show, I'm not sure if people are looking to watch the video every single week of the actual show. For me, it was going to be more for clips so we could put out some highlights and some quick clips. Of some highlights of the show. To try to draw some attention to the show. But to answer your question directly. uh, Some video elements are coming very very soon. I would look for them on Spotify first. If you listen on Spotify. Where you can see kind of like shows that have video versions of the podcast. It would be in your regular feed. So you'd open Spotify. You'd click on your regular feed. And instead of just the audio version. The video version of the show would be there. In the beginning guys it's just going to be. You know, me and Dylan's big pumpkins heads sitting there talking, blabbering back and forth. But if that's something you guys are interested in seeing, it's OK with me. So it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I know I keep saying it's coming. It's coming. As far as the social media feed, guys, I don't want to be one of these shows or one of these guys that bombard people with massive amounts of um social media stuff I, I i the only thing i really put out there right now are you know hey the new episode's out and links to the new episodes so that people are aware that it's out there i know most people get updated in their in their podcast player however they listen to it anyway but just a heads up that it's out there and maybe give people a snapshot of what the cover art's going to be give them an idea of what the hot topic's going to be for the episode that week but uh, it's coming it's coming i know it's coming um that's going to do it for this week's episode again another short one solo episode um, hopefully, we get Dill back next week. We can get on here and we can get back to our actual format. We got some good games, we got some more trivia. Uh, we got lots of stuff to get back to. We'll go back to our normal format of the show next week, at least in audio form and possibly in video form. Um, either next week or the week after that to come. So, until then, hang tight, Yankee fans. Um, climb back in off the ledge. Um, let go of the uh, don't kick the stool over just yet. Take the uh, take the rope off your neck. It's not that bad yet. Double-digit lead. And listen, by the time we talk, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a ledge right now with a prediction. By the time we record this next week, we are 10 games up. We will be 13 games up in the AL East, I'm predicting next week as we get a chance to finish going two games here head-to-head and four games with the Blue Jays, two with the Rays. We have six games Uh, By the time we talk next with the two teams right directly underneath us, I'm predicting that we are going to gain three games in this next six um, by beating some of these teams. So hang in there, guys, relax, enjoy it. Take some deep breaths. It's going to be okay. Deep breaths and go Yankees. Talk to you next week, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, can I
0: please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. it?
2: Aaron, understanding there's still a lot of baseball left to be played, and you guys have a sizable lead in the division. But how do you continue to look big picture and, and preach patience when the offense has been shut out four times in the last
0: nine games? Yeah, um, well, because when we're right and when we're whole, we are going to be a very good offense. Um, obviously, we got to we got to play better. We got to do better than that, you know. Um, you know, and and when you say big picture, big picture, there are some good things happening. Our starters continue to really throw the ball well. A number of guys out of the pen, um, you know, even though Lou struggled tonight, are are throwing the ball well. Um, we just got to get some guys on track offensively right now, and and get guys that should be key contributors contributing like they're capable of. So, um, you know, we're we're good. We're gonna get we're gonna get a little more hole as we move forward here. Uh, But right now, um, we got to do better, and and it's hard, and it's hard right now. We got to find a way, and we got to keep, you know, keep digging ourselves out of this because, you know, you go through something like this. I think a couple individuals that, you know, struggle a little bit with their confidence right now. You got to you got to find a way when it's difficult.
2: Is Aaron Hicks one of those guys? What can he do? And what happened on that play in the fourth?
0: Yeah, just uh, just I mean, obviously misjudged it. You know, and then just got twisted around and, you know, um, you know, obviously a play that's got to be made, but just, um, you know, a guy that's struggling right now. Chris. Aaron, what do you feel like needs to change to rediscover that spark that you guys had in the first half of the season? We just got to play better. I mean, the underlying confidence is there. The pieces are there, obviously, we're missing a few key pieces, as I say, but we're we're very much have everyone in there right now capable of turning around. We're getting shut down right now. that needs to change. we gotta score, you know, so we gotta you know I can sit here and talk to you about it. We need to go do it. we need to go you know. Be be prepared. Walk out there with some swagger and with some confidence, and get it done.
2: Still have a, a big lead in the division, but what keeps you confident that this team can get back on track?
4: Um, pitching defense. I mean, hitting will come around. It comes and goes. And right now, I feel like you know, just as a as a unit, we're not clicking. And once we get back on. To that right track, just have good at bats, quality at bats, and continue to play good defense.
2: Aaron was asked about that call, I believe, in the third inning, hit by pitch. How do you go back to the plate? What did you think of how that unfolded? You seem pretty displeased with that as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, Garbo throws a big sweeping slider, and if I bail out of the way of that and it comes back as a strike, I'm going to be pretty annoyed, and I have to wait to the last second there. And I don't wear any pads up there. I'm pretty good at bracing for balls and. It's one of those things where I saw I was about to get hit. You just brace for it, and um, it is what it is. You've been hit by a ton of
1: pitches in your career. Have you ever had that called?
4: No, no. It shouldn't have been called tonight, and I have been hit by a lot of pitches, and it's never been called, so... Like I said, it is what it is. Away
1: from you guys offensively, to have that happen in that instance, I mean, you kind of kept it together on the field. In the dugout, you're obviously pretty angry. Does it just make it that much worse as far as being kind of angry about it, based on how you are going for you guys?
4: Um, I mean, whenever you feel like you got screwed over on a call, and anytime it's annoying because we're out here competing at the highest level and. I'm up here talking to you guys, and I feel like the umpires have zero accountability when they miss something like that, so I know I know they're not trying to miss, um, but it's just frustrating. doesn't matter when it happens.
2: What will his program look like?
0: Yeah, so he's out there now, he's actually getting warm, going through a full warm-up with the pitchers and stuff. He's already – he stood in on Frankie's bullpen. I know he's – I think he's standing in on uh, Herman's bullpen right now as well. Um, And then he'll go through a full pregame routine as far as defensive work, you know, kind of standing around in the outfield. That's part of – you know. um, And then he'll hit, you know, whether it's on the field, in the cage, not sure, but – you know the biggest thing for him is standing in on some of those and just upping his volume because he's been he's been bouncing back really well um, over the last week. Um, but now it's like let's get to a you know level of volume of work uh, and and see how he responds to that and and hopefully we're we're uh, getting close to to being in a good spot there.
2: And there is no question the Yankees want John Carlos Stanton back in that starting lineup as quickly as possible. But they are not going to rush it. This is the guy that they want for the stretch and for the postseason. Earlier, I spoke to John Carlos Stanton and I asked him how he's been feeling.
5: It went well. Uh, the, the past few days have gone well, so uh, I need uh, another one or two to, to bounce back. Right.
2: When? Do you, I'm sorry. One did two to work out, or have you
5: I need a few full days to work out and, and have, have a good bounce back from that.
2: Do you feel anything at all still in the
5: Achilles? I'm still getting getting my feet under me, so that's why I need a few more days and uh, to make sure I'm good to go for, for the full for full game.
2: Do you do you think this is something you're just gonna have to manage throughout the rest of the, the season and just be
5: Cognizant of it, definitely got to keep an eye on it. Um, don't want to, don't want to rush it back and have to worry about it every night post game. But uh, definitely going to have to keep an eye on it.
2: Aaron seemed to indicate that he didn't think if it mattered if you were in the field or, or just DHing. It was kind of the the same process. Rad, do you feel like DHing you could get back any quicker, or do you think it, it doesn't matter what capacity you're back?
5: Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it's. Uh, it's a very, uh, that, that area, it kind of has a, a mind of its own, so uh, there's the good days and bad days. It just doesn't matter if you're sitting around um, and dh in or, or back and forth on the field, so uh, just try to get a plan for it.
3: Well, he really hit the
5: shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he <held it> like <laughs> yeah, and he scrambled, the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking bull. that gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. God, Sucker teed off in that like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him.